copy if you'd like to hear or watch the podcast or read the transcripts of today's or any show, you can go to our website at democracynow.org. Democracy Now! is produced by Mike Burke, Renee Feltz, Aaron Mate, Nermeen Sheikh, Steve Martinez, Sam Alkoff, Hani Massoud, Robbie Karen, Dina Guzder, Amy Littlefield, Anna Ozbeck, Mike DeFilippo, and Miguel Nagara are our engineers. Special thanks to Julie Crosby, Hugh Gran, David Prude, Vesta Godars, and our camera crew, John Randolph, Karen Krogmeadows, and Jose Miranda. Our website, democracynow.com. Why doesn't Tarzan have a beard? Why isn't there mouse-flavored cat food? Why is a boxing ring square? Why is the man who invests all your money called a broker? These and many other idiotic questions will never be discussed on Hypnosmoothie Radio, but you will hear some groovy music and introspective chat that may help you not concern yourself with the unanswered nonsense. Tune in or stream Hypnosmoothie Radio every other Friday from 6 to 8 a.m. to make sure that your day starts off in the best mood instead of thinking of things like, why is it called a building when it's already built? Or if you don't talk to your cat about catnip, who will? Hello, hello. This is WUSB Stony Brook. It is 6 p.m. on Tuesday night, and every Tuesday night at this time, you are listening... You're, you're honored, you're happy, you're excited for this program coming up, Off the Wall.
Okay, um, this is Off the Wall, and uh, I'm joined tonight by Emmanuel, who's in the studio with me, just walking in. I understand you were no, answering... No, I'm not just walking in, I was answering the phones. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, sorry. What, Kyle, are, are you fooling with the... There's people calling up thinking they're having acid flashbacks. I just got a text, apparently... Philip Glass is aware of this. Uh, Alec Karras, the guy playing the piano, is upset. Now, what's going Is there something wrong with that <laughs> CD player? Or are you, uh, are you having a laugh? Everything, uh, everything seems to be working well here today. Um, uh, All right, we're just doing uh, our normal intro. Uh, it, might be, it might be the heat. You know, it could be the heat because a lot of things go haywire in the heat. And uh, Wow, it does sound kind of strange to me. But then again... A lot of things have been sounding strange lately, but boy, that's that's odd. You don't hear that every day. Um, hang on, I just got to uh, return this text. It's kind of urgent. Uh, oh yeah, but this is off the walls. Manual here, if, if that's what you were saying to me. Yeah, um, this is off the wall, and uh, I'm Kyle. I'm uh, running the board tonight. And uh, what we've got, we've fixed a couple things uh, on our end. We had some trouble last week, and uh, so we're trying to just uh, uh, do things as normally and uh, routinely as possible to make sure we get everything uh, technically right. The board attacked you last week, basically, is what happened. It kind of reached out and punched you in the face. It was weird to see. Um, So what I did in response to that was kind of write out what I understand to be methods of conquering the board, uh, just for getting delay to work. That's one thing, one little thing. But it took an entire page to, to write that out. And now what I'm going to do is um, um, give that to the entire staff so that your misfortune um, will, uh, will benefit others. All right, you're, you're not in stereo, but I can try to fix well, that. I don't we, sound we're... like 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 the intro, at least. Can you imagine that, if I sounded that awful and crazy? Well, well we're... Um... We're trying to uh, uh, get get the show started. Yeah, every week at this time, you can hear us sounding confused because we don't know what the actual. Well, if you throw that switch, you're going to lose me because you're taking me out. Of, I hear me fine, I, but if you touch that switch, then you don't hear me anymore. So just don't touch that switch. Yeah, that's all. Well, it's uh, exciting exciting to uh, to uh, be back in in the uh, engineer mode. So is that that's good. Okay, so good, we can yeah. hear everybody's here. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's another exciting week, I guess. We've got all kinds of, um, cool things to talk about. Well, we do. Uh, you know, we had a, a very interesting weekend, um, and, and I'm kind of in physical pain, as you are as well, I know. Uh, I, I think a lot of people in the New area might be because of, of what we did. Um, we'll get into that in just a, just a moment. I don't want to plunge into it immediately, but, um... The thing that sort of was was getting to what did you do to my voice now? I sound like I'm underwater. Just <laughs> every, just every go time with it. You touch a switch, something happens to me that makes me sound awful. Wow, is this how I sound to people? Boy. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, that thing you played before, I don't know what that is a, a, a program from. They asked a question that now I'm I'm really interested in. Why isn't there a mouse flavored cat food? That makes perfect sense. I should be mouse. I mean, that's what cats like. Is it just because we find mice disgusting that we refuse to sell that flavor to cats? I mean, come on, that's 
that makes perfect sense. I, I don't see why people would I don't I wouldn't be put off by it. I guess you just get used to it like anything else, but I don't know um no nobody's really tried it. I think that's the main reason. Uh-huh. Well, someone needs to try it. Someone out there ought to do that. Oh, I'm sure you could find it. I'm sure uh, cat flavored or uh, mouse flavored cat food. Oh man, <laughs> cat flavored cat food. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, no. That's a, that's about as weird. I really do sound like I'm underwater. Do I sound that? I weird? hate this so much. Okay. I, switch I sound... that, Kyle. Switch that to P. All right. Now we sound oh. like normal human beings to us wow. at least. And I don't I... know how we sound to the rest of the world, but my God, whatever you were doing there was. Uh... Well, I can't hear myself now. You can't hear yourself. No, but I, I'll you know use what? my. No, no. no. Take these damn headphones back. Give me the ones that you're wearing. I'll plug those into the tape player. If you can unplug them. Okay, and yeah, we'll all right. Do the... uh, I, s- I sound all right, I guess. Um, we'll do that configuration, but it's, I think, something else entirely. But it's no matter, because uh, we have a lot of interesting things to talk about, as I was uh, trying to get to. We, we had an exciting weekend. We were... Um, Involved in a uh, a ride is what you called it. Well, them. yeah, we, we made reference to it last week uh, in the closing moments of the show um, that uh, we were going to be taking part in a little uh, a little bike ride. <laughs> a little bike ride. It's it's five boroughs, forty miles, um, and you know, for some people that's nothing. For some people that's a lot. Um, and for me, I, I guess you know, it was kind of weird because I've done this ride two times before, and I didn't get um, uh, tickets to it this year. So I had to sort of um, um, get them secondhand from somebody else. It was kind of a dodgy thing. Yeah, you were jumping through a lot of hoops to do it, but I, I kind of backed off. You, you seem to know uh, that this, this could be done. So well, I, I didn't you. really know it could be done. I never <laughs> did that before. They, they say you're not supposed to um, uh, transfer uh, the, the passes. But right. obviously there are people who can't make it and they want to uh, not be uh, completely um, – uh, out the money that they paid for it. So I went on Craigslist. This is the first time I ever actually used Craigslist for something. Yeah, I, I'll admit it. I'm very wary of these things. And I, I, I kind of – I'm old-fashioned as far as um, transactions. When, when, I, when I buy something, I want to buy something and that's the end of it. These days, whenever I get something through eBay or whatever, I'm, I'm constantly nagged and pressured to send ratings and comments and just establish this relationship with the person that I never met and never intend to meet. I just wanted to buy something from them and, and be done with it. And it's just it's, – it's gotten to be such a hassle. Everything you do these days, whether it's driving down a road or, or logging into something or buying merchandise, you have to continue afterwards. You've been selected for a special survey. Oh, just a couple oh, yeah. more questions. We're calling to see if you were satisfied with the service you got two weeks ago. Leave me alone. For God's sake, I'm never going to buy from you again. Good Lord. So anyway, uh, that's why I'm kind of uh, leery of using uh, services yeah. Um, that um, um, could be kind of dodgy. You hear about people being lured into forest and murdered because they met on Craigslist. I don't know what that's all about. To, to sell their iPhone or yeah, something. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen in this particular case. Right. But, but the very first person, I, I, I took out a, um, um, an ad saying I, I was looking for a couple of passes for the five-barrel bike ride. The very first person said, oh, I got a couple of passes for you. Just send me some money and, um, and, and I'll uh, you know give you the passes. Well, the way it works, you have to go there. You have to get their ID. You have to get a proxy. You have to get their permission. This person claimed to know nothing about that. Having done it twice before, I knew that's how it worked. And they said, no, you don't have to do that. I realized the person was trying to rip me off. So my very first Craigslist experience was deflecting a potential ripoff. Scammy. Yeah. So I'm proud of myself for doing that. But eventually I found somebody that actually was legit 
Uh, I looked them up, made sure they were a real person, did a little history of them. Um, and, uh, and, and then I decided, yes, I can trust this person because I can certainly get back at them if they rip me off because I can find where they really lived. Indeed, indeed. And uh, so let's get to the ride. I mean, oh, okay. Well, I'm just getting to getting the this, tickets. To- come on. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> Please. Well, okay. But let me just uh, say that uh, when I realized that we could get tickets to the ride, that's when I started, quote, unquote, training. And um, for me, what that means is just taking a short ride in the neighborhood um, you know, to a local shopping center or something like that. And we clocked it at about maybe round trip about five miles, five and a half miles max. And um, I was exhausted. You know, I, I, I took this bike trip and went to a local shopping center. It ends with a little hill, a little hill. And I was, you know, when I got back, I was just so incredibly tired. And so I did it again in a couple of days, less tired. Um, and then the, the, the third time I tried it, there was something wrong with the gears, and I, I was more tired than the first two times. So I was very, very discouraged, wondering if I could, even had the strength to do this. Um, I, you know, my, I, I have slight asthma, and it got a little bit worse, I think. So I was just full of doubt, full of, um, of all kinds of fears of not being able to, um, uh, to actually participate. And um, so when, when we actually um, uh, got into town, we took the, um, uh, the LIRR. Uh, with our bikes, which is, you know, that's the best deal that they have is the bike pass. You, you buy the bike pass and you have it for the rest of your life, you know, or the rest of anyone's life, really, because you can just give it to them. You pay once and you can just ride with a bike. Give, it, give, give yourself some credit. I mean, that's a, a very light amount of training to go to do beforehand. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's I mean, a lot of people really do, uh, you know, spend weeks and months. Well, that was, you know, that was for what these I was afraid of, of because yeah. it was a very light amount of training and I was tired from it. So how in God's name am I going to do that much? No, I, I felt the same way. It was yeah. like uh, I was a little nervous that I would not have the stamina. Yeah. And, and then, you know, things got even worse because um, we decided to go into the city the day before – um, didn't get much sleep the night before, so I was, you know, already kind of tired. It was a Saturday morning, We're getting on a morning schedule because, you know, the ride leaves at like eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah, logistically, <laughs> it was hard. There was a lot of stuff. If to you know me, negotiate. You, you know that I don't get up at that hour. Uh-uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I might be going to sleep at that hour, but I don't usually get up at that hour. Right. Uh, so uh, we had to ride to the train station uh, to get our bikes onto the train. Now I had a knapsack. I had a big heavy Macintosh, and I might as well have been a desktop. It was that heavy. It felt like. Um, so I had um, um, you know, virtually no food, little sleep, and had to ride uh, a couple of miles to the train station with a knapsack with a heavy uh, laptop in it. So I was completely knackered. That's a, that's a British term. Uh, uh, tired. Just wiped out when I got there. So I was very discouraged. Very discouraged when um, uh, I'm riding the train. I'm realizing I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I'm so out of breath. Even like you know, standing up and sitting down is getting me out of breath. I'm never going to be able to do this. Um, so I was just really like kind of torturing myself, and uh, and and you saw me doing that. I did. I, I saw you. Uh, You're very concerned uh, just with being thrust into all this at on, on that level, but also uh, anticipating it. The the concept of having to get up early and just, I couldn't sleep. I was kind of uh, nervous for for getting out there. And you're, you're kind of excited. You're kind of you, you have this like energy that. You don't normally have because you know you have to get up. You have all these things, and you're trying to like make sure you're 
your you got the right gear and your your equipment's working and everything and it, I don't know you kind of have butterflies the whole well I think you're talking about the next day because uh, when we tried to go to sleep that night after after not having much sleep the night before I don't know if you ever got to sleep but I didn't right. I yeah, didn't yeah. sleep at all because I kept waking up not waking up but just looking up and just looking at the clock I think that compounded the fatigue in general it was just I mean, ridiculous yeah, because all of it I have this this um, there's something about um, uh, my internal system sometimes that sabotages me. And if I really have to get up the next morning, I have a tremendous amount of difficulty falling asleep. So I'm sitting there saying, right. you got to fall asleep now. If you don't do that, you're going to have to do a 40-mile ride with no sleep at all and not having much sleep the night before. What in God's name are you thinking? You know, and I, I had given myself plenty of time, but literally I sat there or, or was lying down for about eight hours. You know, I, I was kind of dreaming, but I was awake. I was aware that I wasn't asleep, but I was sort of, all these images were going through my head. Um, but, you know, the entire night went by and I realized I did not get any sleep at all. I already have all these doubts about being able to, to finish this because I'm, I'm overly tired. Um, I'm, I'm stressed out. I haven't had virtually any sleep. I was so close from just saying, Kyle, go by yourself. I, I can't do this. You know, I, <laughs> no, I really was. Right, right. And it was, it was torture. Getting up uh, at about 6 on Sunday morning – it was one of the worst feelings I've ever had because I just felt like I was going to completely fail in this and, and, and you know, just feel awful about it. But then we, um, we got ourselves up. It wasn't hard since I was already up. Um, and uh, we had to ride down to um, uh, lower Manhattan. We were, we were in um, East Village and we just went down uh, the – by the FDR, a little bike path there. Uh, not very much of a long ride. But I was actually a little bit tired when I got to the starting point. Um, and I think that was mostly just stress because once we arrived there and we saw tens of thousands of people um, um, just gathering for, for, the, um, uh, for that particular starting point, they have four different starting points, the stress kind of went away. And I, I started feeling a lot more at ease because when you're with all these other people around you who are going through the same thing, you don't feel quite as bad about yourself um, when I was riding to the shopping center, I was by myself on the road. I mean, you were behind me, but there was nobody else. There were cars going by. I felt stress. I felt I have to do this. I have to get there in a certain amount of time. Uh, and uh, there was nothing to compare myself to. However, when you're riding with hundreds and hundreds of people around you, everybody's going at different speeds. You're going faster than some people. Some people are going faster than you. You don't feel that stress, that pressure at all. And that is when it started to change for me. That's when I realized... I might just be able to pull this off with no sleep, with, with uh, you know, feeling weaker. Maybe that's not actually the case. Maybe uh, I was just doing this to myself. Um, long story long, as you would say. Right. <laughs> I, I finished. I finished. We'll, we'll, we'll go over some of the route because I think people should know what, it, what it's like because it's such a magical thing. And I, I hope more people get involved. Uh, but um, I just – it was – it turned from the worst day – of my life at the beginning to one of the best days ever mm-hmm. when I finished and realized, my God, I pulled this off. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not a particularly hard run. Uh, I, I mean, you bike in the Pacific Northwest, you go up mountains, uh, you've done incredible things. I mean, you just told me this week that you had biked from, from Seattle to Portland in one stretch. Yeah, I've done like really long – and there's rides like this you know, with support and everything that are multiple days. There's week-long things. Imagine going uh, across the country with a big group like this. Organized events all over the country uh, and the world even, um, you know, camping and then going and cycling another couple hundred miles and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So it's um, 
definitely there's there's it was on the smaller side but it's a new environment for me so there was a lot of um cool things to see and uh well of course people to navigate and uh negotiate and and uh just generally soaking up the sun and and enjoying a nice day out and being in bizarre places you noted this in, in a lot of ways and 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 pointed out things that uh i i should you know appreciate because we ordinarily wouldn't be able to stop here or there or get this vantage uh um being that exposed and just uh, uh out outdoors and so on you so that was fun you would not be able to bike down the middle of the FDR drive at all <laughs> or the BQE those, those little unique things are are worth noting as you're doing them um so yeah it's it's an incredible thing in addition to the ride it is just an awesome way just to be outside and to be interacting mm-hmm. with so many people and we saw tons and tons of people that were just uh having an awesome time and not only people who were riding with us people on the side as well yes we saw some really incredible people um we were going through harlem at one point all those people going to church waving at us and uh remember the the um the old ladies in astoria yeah there was uh, like some old folks uh, out with their wheelchairs and you know right on the curb lined up yeah yeah they were waving and i i blew, I blew a kiss and waved and was very <laughs> friendly and as i was at all the stops when anytime you saw somebody from the neighborhood that you were riding through if they were out just kind of checking it out or or they had sort of staked out a little uh sidewalk viewing point you got to show them love and appre- mm-hmm. you know appreciate that they're out there for you and cheering they're you know little kids cheering you know saying good job and uh-huh. all that like real encouraging like and uh, it's it really gets you it's it's that real um it's a touching thing to be a part of the community and and have adulation and and um enthusiasm for for this this ride those uh little hasidic girls in uh, williamsburg uh, with yet another outfit from that neighborhood that I didn't know about. Uh, right. They had their, their little Sunday dresses on with flowers on them, and they were waving at us. It was just so great to see that and to wave back and, and to be uh, connected in that way. And, and there were just so many moments like that where we just connected with people going by. And to just be cheered. You know what that does when you're riding down a street and people are cheering? I mean, we're not running a marathon. It's not like a race of some sort. But – it's still endurance. It's still an accomplishment, and it's still something to feel good about. And, and you feel great when people are acknowledging you. Totally true. I mean, it just it was it was fun. We, we, I could go on and on. There there were uh, uh, all kinds of those moments where people just uh, reach out, and you're you're talking to total strangers and enjoying this this uh, this thing together of course, you know there were a lot of people that didn't like what we were doing because we completely screwed up the traffic and, well bicycles are very controversial well in this particular case when you're closing down major highways and bridges and things like that they're they're very controversial and uh, i know a lot of people were unhappy with that but you know it happens once a year you got to deal with it and it's uh it's just an amazing event maybe you could take part in it next time instead of uh, complaining behind your steering wheel um, this is part of a letter that uh, Mayor de Blasio wrote um, to everybody cycling. Welcome to the uh, 38th annual TD Five Borough Bike Tour. Yes, it's sponsored by TD Bank, and it's been going for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, New York is at the forefront of making streets safe and accessible for um, um, for all pedestrians, drivers, cyclists. Uh, a critical part of our Vision Zero program is to educate and encourage one another to make smarter choices. On our roads, and that's certainly true. I don't know if Vision Zero is the best name for a program that encourages people to um, look you know, out yeah, for other riders. I just, I kind of think that's not the best of names. Just it implies not looking at anything. Vision Zero, 
zero vision, you know? No, you want lots of vision. I think it's a reference to carbon emissions, if if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah, like zero emissions, zero... Okay. I don't know. I just Sometimes they just seem to name these things without really thinking about it too much. Um, well, anyways, also this... Um, uh, a bit of a letter from the uh, New York City Transportation Commissioner, uh, Polly Trottenberg. Do you know anybody named Polly, Kyle? Have you ever known anybody named Polly? No. I mean, Polly is an awesome name, you know, with this. Polly. I mean, you know, Polly wants a cracker is the only thing I can think of, really, but I've never known anybody named Polly. I mean, I'm not sure if Polly is short for something. I think of Holly. Is that a name? I mean, I've, I might have known a Holly, but, but you see Polly. You her, her face here. P-O- she, L-L-Y. Yeah, she I looks like her. a Polly, does she not? She, she's yeah, I not. guess to a degree. Or an Eleanor, one, one of those. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say Beatrice, but... She could be a Beatrice. She could be. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry, Polly Trottenberg, because we're totally taking away the message that um, you're trying to convey to us. Every day, she says, more and more New Yorkers are uh, choosing to get around by bike. Cycling is a mode of transportation which is inexpensive, burns no fuel, emits no carbon, helps tackle obesity, connects people to their communities, and, let's face it, brings joy. New Yorkers love to cycle, and they bring on energy and passion that is unique to this city. But I don't know if it's unique to this city. I think anybody who cycles anywhere gets those same feelings. But it's unique to do it in New York. Well, and the passion for it in New York, I think, is unique to New York and New Yorkers and the people that are a part of the biking community here. It's But it's growing so much in New York. That's the thing that really is amazing. Yeah, uh, they as say, it should, as, yeah. as it should. But, uh, you know, they used to have, in 2002, there were 5,600 commuters, people who commute by bike. 2002, 5,600. Today, it's over 20,000. So that's... that's Fourfold increase in just 13 years. That's pretty decent, yeah. and uh, uh, and it should continue. And there should be, I think, the really intelligent schemes put forth by us, by the people, to in, to integrate these modes of transportation as much as we've been paying contractors and uh, and uh, road workers to to and, and and gas taxes or however you're paying for things, tolls, whatever. But the point is, I think it's a it's it's deserving and it and it does benefit the community as much as we talk about trains and other things like that. It, it's right up there in the fold. Yeah, absolutely. In my opinion, uh-huh. um, I'm trying to find the uh, the fold out map in this guide that uh, is buried in this book someplace. But cities should be planned, you know, with bikes in mind and 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 lots of bikes, uh, all kinds of bicycles. Um, and there really are uh, a myriad of of options for using them for utility or for um, uh, you know going out with your kids or your family or your pets. Uh, all that kind of stuff is is uh, entirely possible on a bicycle as well. And um, I didn't see any tall bikes. That was another. That's a question that concern I had that we've been asking, um, uh, and and we need to ask more because. Well, how many different kinds of bikes do you think we saw? We saw those people who sit back in in, in bikes. Recumbent. Recumbent. Uh, I saw some recumbent tandems. Okay. I saw some city bikes. There are a lot of people that brought city bikes. They just. I don't it, know how they did that because you're supposed to bring the city bike back after an hour, <laughs> or you pay a huge amount of money. Right. 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 Uh, okay. So there, somebody did that. There were other bike ex, uh, bike borrowing and bike uh, rental programs that that made it possible for people to ride. Uh, 
And I think there were they had Bike New York helmets they were selling. I mean, there was really a lot of support for everyone as far as the bike, the fair, and you know, registration, everything. And um, oh. so we we saw you know mountain bikes. We saw beach bikes. I haven't seen beach bikes until I, did, I, didn't know what that was. I was out on the East Coast. I had never ever heard of them or seen them. And they look cumbersome, and they're like every reason why I think mountain bikes are impractical <laughs> as, a, as a road cyclist. Well, they had this big, huge tire. Right. They, they had two big, huge tires. It just looked really hard to ride, but people were doing it. It's, it's, a, it's a, like what, Jersey Shore or e, it's an East Coast? I don't know. It's a beach thing. Maybe down in Santa Cruz or Cali they do. I don't really follow things down there too much, but – I'd never ever heard or seen of bikes with tires so big, but I believe they're beach bikes, is what, or the, you know, that's what the enormous tires are for. They're, so, they're a bit silly looking, but especially on an, in an urban environment. But I guess they're for, you know comfortable. We had the beach bikes. Uh huh. We had the recumbent bikes. Yes. Tan- and then we had the ones where what tandem tandems tandem yeah. like two people. I saw three. a triple. Yeah. Triple. Okay. I, I don't know what you would call that a trend. Tri- Tandem means two, right? Tandem? Yeah, right. I think so. So when you have three, I don't know. Well, maybe tandem. No, I think tandem means in conjunction with, right? So maybe tandem could apply to three. Right, right. Um, Can you have a recumbent tandem? Yeah, there were. Uh, there was a recumbent tandem. There okay. was a trio tandem. There were. Um, I saw some police bikes. Uh, I saw some people with amp- with. Uh, um, a police bike is just a bike, though, isn't it? Yeah, mountain bikes and police okay. officers riding. You know, uh, I saw people with um, prosthetics. I didn't see that. Did you see any mechanical legs pedaling? You should have shouted and say, "Hey, Emmanuel, look, prosthetic legs!" You know, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, I don't think that's the best way to make friends, but uh, yeah, I noticed some guys with you know carbon and uh, really high tech aircraft. That is awesome. Metals, yeah, attached and clipped in and doing their thing. And that's uh-huh. that's pretty cool. Uh, what else did I see? I saw a lot of trailering and attachments to, to bring uh, kids and stuff like that, which is oh, kind of like cool. little uh, wagon trains with kids behind you. Right. You can have, like, uh, attach a half a bike or whatever to the back of your bike and uh, clip it in. And then they can join you whenever they're uh, on a ride with you. And then you can undo it. I saw trailers. um and just all kinds of neat things. It was really fun, you know. Uh, and then the gamut of, of single speed bikes and uh, and uh, older bikes, and uh, we were somewhere in between all of that. Did you see any penny far- penny farthings? No penny farthings. No tall bikes. The penny farthings are the the original bike. You know, with the big wheel in the is it the big wheel in the front or the big wheels in the back? The very large wheel in the front with and a the trailer, very small and, wheel in the mm-hmm. back. Yeah, yeah, that's a penny farthing. I, you know, I, I wonder how these things were. I, we were talking about this the other day. When the wheel was invented, it took them how long from the wheel to get to the bicycle where there's two wheels basically working together? What, what were we doing in all that time to get from one to the other? Uh, and, and since then, since they did make that connection, how many different kinds of bikes and other bits of uh, wheeled objects we've invented? And, and, and Well, I think it's been around for like 200 years. A hundred years, hundred fifty years. A bicycle. Okay, the wheel was invented way back in in like the eighteen hundreds, right? Uh, no, it, it was Jesus Christ. He invented the wheel. He gave birth to the be- the wheel. Yes. Oh, we'll get letters. Oh, we will for sure. Yes. Um, 
way back then. Uh, but yeah, no, they, they, they was, it was the dandy horse and the penny farthing. Those were some of the early um, walking instruments. Is the penny farthing considered a tall bike? Because it is pretty tall. Uh, I don't think so because, I mean, it is a tall bicycle, but it is, uh, as it were, um, an amalgamation of several bikes to create one. If that is a definition of a tall bike, then maybe not because it is just one frame and it, and so on. But it is taller than a regular frame bike, but it was it would be considered a single frame. I don't know. You'd have to, you could maybe make a penny farthing out of several bikes and then call it a tall farthing. Wow. And the other question I had was whether it's possible to have a tall bike and a tandem bike at the same time, a tall tandem. A tall tandem. I would like to see some tall city bikes, but that's a different story. But sure, I, I think there are even tandems where somebody's a little bit higher, maybe somebody ro- rolls a little bit lower in the back. Mm-hmm. So different height tandems. So two people are, you know, and the chain line goes at maybe a diagonal towards the back, and then there's somebody at. Uh, but a, there could be a double stack tandem that's two people riding very tall. They'd have to coordinate jumping or climbing a ladder that they've built, and it, it, it's yeah, tricky. I, I just gotta say, I love the community. I just love the the, the sense of humor people have when people, they're riding. It's just people had a lot of costumes and uh-huh. little. They, it's funny because everybody makes a team. They make funny team names. There was uh, like ones related to all kinds of things: uh, the fat frogs and uh, <laughs> the the triple scoops. I saw all kinds of funny teams out there um you know that the beer gardeners i I talked to them they were really friendly People with beer cans on top of their heads yeah with like uh, little garden tools and stuff and i thought that was a cute team name it was just that spirit of you know anything goes and there's there's a fair amount of wrong that's accepted i think in bicycling as well uh that's always important right right so uh yeah but not nothing too lewd um uh, but gosh, what a, what a time! So much to see. Thirty-two thousand people riding through the streets of New York. Uh, now, okay, so let me go over the route really quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, so we got up, well, or we were up all night anyway, and and just basically rode downtown uh, on the east side to the starting point, which was uh, right about where the World Trade Center is, in that, that general vicinity. Right. Um, and then you know we had to wait around for everything to get uh, started. I think our start time was was eight ten a.m. We started around then. And slowly uh, made our way up uh, to 6th Avenue and, and, and just started going uptown. Now, what's amazing about that is that you're riding through Manhattan. You're riding through Manhattan, okay? And you have the entire street to yourself. There are no cars. All the streets are closed for you and all the 30-plus thousand people riding with you. And it is the most incredible sensation realizing that kind of power that – the streets literally are yours today, and it's completely flat, so you feel nothing as far as, as stress. You're going with all these other people, having casual conversations, hearing casual conversations, and just feeling so incredibly relaxed and watching the city go by. You're, you're, you're in the West Village. Then you're passing by uh, um, Herald Square, and then you're approaching Central Park. Then you're in Central Park, and you're riding through Central Park and, and, and just seeing the joggers there, seeing other bicycles that aren't even part of the ride, riding in, in, in Central Park, seeing all the different magical parts of that part of town. And then you go through that, a couple of small hills, but nothing really to speak of. Most of it's downhill. And before you know it, before you know it, you're out of the park. You've gone lengthwise through the entire part of Central Park, and you've emerged into Harlem. Harlem on a Sunday morning. 
There's nothing better. There's nothing better. Everyone's in their Sunday best. There's gospel music coming out of, of all the churches on the streets. People are waving at you, and you just feel so welcome, and you feel so good because you realize, hey, I've, I've already gone quite a distance. I've gone the, the length of Manhattan practically. And then after you do that, after you, um, you, you make it through, um, uh, through Harlem, you, you, you cut right, and you go over one of the bridges. I'm not sure which bridge we went over. Um, and that's the first actual hill. When 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 you um, when when you go up this little hill to the bridge, you know that was I, I saw that coming and I was uh, a little bit worried about this bridge, but then I, I found myself just able to pedal because I was pedaling with everybody else next to me, and it wasn't a big deal, and it was that moment of realizing, hey, I, I just went over a bridge, I just went up a hill, I'm not tired, I feel great, I'm pedaling with other people, going at the same pace, then we. Basically went in the Bronx for a very brief period, too brief, I think. Uh, looped back through a different bridge, got onto the FDR, and then we're going down the FDR. And that was really, really cool because it's the FDR drive. It's a highway. Usually we're in a car on this road, and, and, and usually it's, it's, it's extremely bumpy and, uh, and, and stressful for different reasons. But uh, here we have the entire – um, a downtown part of it to ourselves, and it's just filled with cyclists. And at one point, we go underneath a building, and that's magical right there. As soon as everybody goes under that building, yeah, every, everybody uh, I think plays with the the acoustics and and screams and shouts. And I, <laughs> I like shouting echo. I think that's a fun. I mean, come on, that's classic. Whenever you're in a place that's echoey. Uh, so I, I shouted that really loudly, and people were uh, pretty pretty excited. There was more cheering and more excitement, and, uh -huh. and people did other uh, funny things uh, sh going through there. Wow! Yeah, every time every time we go into that building, that that happens. It's just a very spontaneous thing. And if you have a bell, of course, you ring the bell, and then oh, it yeah. goes. And it's just so cool because you're in a high, you're not going down a highway on a bicycle underneath a building. Uh, it doesn't really get much cooler than that. No, 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 not at all. And then as you continue going down, you see up ahead on the left-hand side crossing the East River, the Queensboro Bridge. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you looked at this, but it seemed pretty damn high. And I realized we have to get up there somehow. That's true. It is. It's a bit of a climb. You have to zigzag and then go on to a, a sloped, a curved uh, kind of half clover leaf to go around and up yeah. onto the deck. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people walk their bikes, and I figured I was going to be one of those people walking my bike because, as I said, I didn't have any sleep. I was, you know, I, I was feeling um, exertion from from short rides. I, I wasn't sure, and I wasn't going to feel bad about it if I had to do that. Mm -hmm. Not a big deal. And plus, you know, that's the exact same point where some poor guy two years ago died of a heart attack going up that that, that particular part of the ride. Right, right, um, right. So it was definitely on my mind uh, doing that, but then. You know, I, I, I just paced myself. I got into a low gear and just went up at the same rate as other people, and I just could have kept bargaining with myself saying, okay, you know, just another couple of pillars, and then I'll be at the point where uh, it levels out and I can go down. I, I, I see Roosevelt Island to the left, and, um, okay, as soon as I hit Roosevelt Island, that's when I'm over the hump. Of course, I was lying to myself because I knew damn well that's not the point. It's a little bit beyond that. But I forgave myself, and I kept going. And then before I knew it, I was over the hump, and I was going down lightning speed on the queen side. Um, and you, you go around that, that clover leaf there, and then before you know it, you're heading up towards Astoria. And it's a great feeling because that's almost the halfway point. And you make it to Astoria Park underneath the Triborough Bridge, and you just sort of hang out there for uh, – we hung out for about 20 minutes resting, uh, getting some uh, refreshments. And uh, then it was off again down um, over 
the uh, Pulaski Bridge um, down into um, in, into um, the main part of Brooklyn, um, and then you basically there's a, there's, a, there's a rest stop by the Brooklyn Bridge after um, um, you go through Queens into Brooklyn. And I took advantage of that because I knew what was ahead was not going to be very easy. Uh, when you get on the BQE, there are a couple of a couple of hills that are challenging. In fact, they're the most challenging hills, I think. Um, I think you noticed this as well. When people were riding on that particular part, there wasn't so much chit-chat. People were kind of really huffing it, and, and um, it was exertion. You go up one hill, and there's a slight, um, a slight um, um, downward incline. Then you've got to go up another one. And... I realized that was ahead, so I took advantage of that rest stop at the Brooklyn Bridge and just went ahead, got over those two hills, and then I pulled over and gave myself a good 15-minute rest because I knew the Verrazano Bridge was ahead, and that was the hardest part of them all because that bridge just goes forever. And uh, after the 20-minute ride, uh, 20-minute rest, I just paced myself, went up that, went up fairly slowly, got over the top of that, and just breezed down into Fort Wadsworth, which was the park on Staten Island where the finish line was. And, and Kyle, I got to say, that was the best feeling in the world, going down that hill and going into that park and having everybody cheering and high-fiving people as, as you enter. It's just the feeling of accomplishment, especially after thinking that you're not going to be able to do this at all and realizing that, you know what, if you push yourself just a little bit, you can do all kinds of things that you didn't know you could do. And there are people around you who are experiencing that same thing. And I just I, – I can barely put it into words how amazing that felt. And that's why I hope more people do this. If you have not done this, you have to try. You have to – you know, people tell me I can never do that. You can. You really can. Bike.nyc is their website. These people are amazing, and it's worth every bit of effort you put into it. So I, I, I strongly suggest that uh, next year – First weekend of May, people get involved in that. It's a really good time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So uh, would you like to take some phone calls? Uh, if people would like to call us, I would like to take some phone calls for sure. Uh, we have – how much time do we have left? Oh, not too much time. So um, 631-632-6901 is our telephone number. Um, that um, – uh, I, I wrote out a, a, a big series of uh, instructions for you there, and that's got to be in program, all right? <laughs> and uh, hopefully uh, the board won't attack you again and, and everything will be fine. I'll just sit back and, and, and let you do your, your magic. All right. You've got a, an ID to play? We won't have seven seconds of silence? Sure. Okay. Hi, this is Joan Jett from the Blackhearts, and you're rocking with WUSB Stony Brook 90.1. Yeah! Yeah, so, and we're here in delay land, and uh, hopefully you can hear me. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I okay. can hear you. I can't hear me because I don't, because of the way the studio is set up, I can't plug in. But that's fine. I don't need to hear myself because I know you can hear me. Okay. And as there long as you go. can hear yourself, that's good. Uh, do we have callers who are hearing us and calling us? 631-632-6901. It's a lot of stress to go into delay, so it's a waste of time for us to do that if you don't call us. 631-632-6901. if you're on campus. And uh, please give us a call. This is off the wall. And uh, we're talking about bicycling and 
um, the events of the week, uh, and um, anything that you may want to bring up, uh, something that we've talked about previously. Um, uh, that's what we do here. We have a pretty uh, flexible format as far as conversation. If you're in Portugal, dial 001-631-632. Oh, we have a call. I was giving the number for Portugal, 001-631-632-6901. Thank you. Hello, you're on WUSB. Yes, hello. This is Dennis in East Mauritius. I'm really enjoying your uh, discussion about the uh, five-borough bike tour. I took it a couple of years ago, and one of the things you realize is how small New York City is. Um, I mean, I ride my bike out here all the time. I go to the store. I go, you know, I, I have a box on the back. I, I do my shopping. Whenever I can, I use the bike know just to get around absolutely no that's that's the right attitude totally i hear you um it is i didn't want to say that though i feel like you you start saying new york's small people around here i don't know and they they get kind of touchy about that but uh i did feel like it was a definitely a doable um route and ride and uh, of course they give you a lot of support and uh, you're set up to uh to be pretty successful um but I'm I'm really interested in some of the other areas. Um, there were some great maps at the Bike Expo that showed off different parts of New York State. And uh, I have a sense that there are some pretty hardcore bicyclists all over uh, the New York State area. And uh, as you said, uh, you're definitely a, a bicyclist out here on the island and uh, and in town there. But you're right. You, you get this sense that you've gone around in a circle. It felt so far away when I was looking back on the Verrazano uh, Bridge and, and uh, realizing I had been up in the Bronx and, and uh, near uh, Central Park and in it. Um, it. It was really astounding to get that perspective. Well, you know, think about, you know, when you're in the city, uh, you know, if you're getting around on the subway, you don't you don't have a concept. Well, really, you know, compare it to riding around out here. And, but when you're on your bike, it's like, oh my goodness! Now we're in the Bronx. Now, now, now we're now we're in Brooklyn. It's it's incredible. You know, it's just it's um, it is amazing. Um, but uh, it's a wonderful event, and I'm really glad to see the bikes are being used. And uh, everybody. Uh, you know, years ago, I'm seeing it out here. Yeah, me too. You know what? That's a, I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel I feel the same way. I've seen some really interesting stuff going on along the corridors here, um, and even Long Island Railroad wasn't bad as far as taking the bikes on the train. But you, definitely these uh, bike paths they're doing, uh, the ones that are more scenic and and trail, as well as the ones that are kind of along the corridors like 347 or 25 or any of the main thoroughfares on the on either shore. Right. It's encouraging to see that because that's what I meant earlier. It's like that nat- that that community planning, that broad city planning where where different cities connect and talk to each other and say, okay, well, we'll do this here and that'll connect up here. And that way people can go from one end to the other and actually do meaningful uh, transport and uh, and benefit from bicycles being five times more efficient than walking. So. Oh, well, yeah. I mean uh, – um... If you have just a certain, you know, say two, if you have to go two or three miles, that's it. It it doesn't really take that much longer than the car. Exactly. Yeah. And, and no, it really doesn't. And often you find yourself uh, maybe passing people that are stuck in traffic. Maybe there's an emergency. You've got lines up, uh, or uh, it's a commuting hour. 
I very often find I can I can uh, be a lot more nimble on a bicycle and uh, bypass uh, right. the uh, the occasional unexpected delays and so on. Well, you know, the problem is too. A lot of people are afraid because they're afraid of the cause. Well, it is a different thing uh, navigating with vehicles, and um, you it takes some real training, some practice. You got to get your confidence up. And one thing I like to tell people about it is is be extremely verbose with cars. If you communicate visually, uh, you know, use the signals and and do it a lot because it communicates with the drivers. They appreciate it. They know you're aware of them. Um, and be visible, wear the right kinds of gear, have a light if you're riding at night. All those kind of common sense things really do help you have success. Anyway, we got another call. I'm going to let you go. Thanks thanks a lot for that one, though. Okay, you're welcome. Bye-bye. WSB, you're on Off the Wall. Yeah, uh, bringing up the bikes. Um, sure, yeah, go ahead. I live in Baltimore, uh-huh. and I get around on a scooter. Okay. And you get, you know, people, you know, crack smiles and stuff. But when I was in Rome, it's a pretty expensive city, but you'd be surprised. Pretty much everyone in Rome rides a, a moped. Yeah, those scooters. Isn't that the truth? It's um, it's uh, very true. And mopeds are right up there, too. You get the, like, cross when you go into um mixed both mechanical or human powered and then small motors and then into the scooter range you start talking uh, cubic centimeters and so, so on would you say baltimore is a better bike city than rome um i wouldn't say that but um it's not bad especially you know this this kind of weather it's pretty nice mm-hmm. definitely um and there's a pretty pretty huge uh, motorcycle scene out here too uh, uh, in New York area, but it's um, that's great to hear. I, I I I'm 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 a little bit sort of surprised that you don't see as many because it would it does seem like something that you could embrace out in the states, but you're it just seems like it's a lot less. You're, you're either a motorcycle, you know, a full on very large. Um, a uh, motor or or um a bicycle the the in between for the smaller uh uh engines and so on it isn't as prevalent uh, i don't know why that is though that's weird all right thanks okay yeah thanks for your call and um uh we'll take our next caller 6316326901 we don't have a next caller oh we don't not yet maybe we could have one if if they call very quickly because we we're almost out of time Okay. Well, hey, uh, thanks a lot for all of those calls. Um, you can also write the show, otw at 2600.com. You know, what I've noticed, though, is that um, when we do ride with cars, we, and we've done that a couple of times, yes. it's scary, and you better wear a helmet. Yes. Um, it's changed a lot for me over the years. Cars seem to be more careful now than they were, say, 20, 30 years ago. I used to have bottles thrown at me. I used to have people shouting out windows. I'm sure that still happens, but it used to be... A lot more common, and I got to say, in all the rides that we have taken in traffic, nobody's honked at us. And I, uh, what you say, Kyle, about uh, signaling your intentions to cars is hugely important. You have to communicate. Your life could be in the balance, um, but um, there has been a lot more support. I remember one of the first things I tried doing when I really got into biking um, in, in late high school or early college. I tried to bike to New York City once. I thought that'd be cool to just you know take a uh, take a bike. Start from out here in Suffolk County and wind up in, in Manhattan. Um, it was raining that day. I was the only person that decided to go. I was going to go with friends. Everybody else canceled. 
I made it to Huntington before I realized this is not going to work. And then I tried to get back. I, I got onto a train. And I remember, I remember this. I got onto the train in Huntington with my bike. And the conductor, just without a word, took my bicycle and just plopped it back on the platform without a word to me. And, you know, I, I was, I was, I, there was nothing I could do. I had to ride all the way back. That was how they treated bicyclists back then. So, yeah, things have changed quite a bit, and it's, it's pretty awesome, and things can change even more. Uh, Long Island Railroad, could, speaking of trains, they could use some bike hooks to, yeah. to hang bikes up. It would keep them out of the way. They're, they're missing that. So when, um, when the Long Island Railroad announces the new trains that they're going to buy um, with, with the bike hooks, um, we can all talk about how exciting and great that is. I'm just going to spread that rumor. Uh, but yeah, I've I've got some great stories about people throwing things, um, and I've had some pretty big dudes jump out of some pretty lifted trucks uh, and try to pick fights with me for, uh, well, for you know, uh, raising your your hand in a way, and they think you uh, gestured, and then they you know because I was upset or startled that they were laying on their horn for uh, uh, several hundred feet or something like that so people generally are are polite if you're verbose but you know if you have to learn you you become very humble and and you don't want to react because i find that people get really indignant and it's best to just kind of be very cooperative and not uh confrontational when you're on a bicycle because you don't want to get in a fight with someone in a car you never know what kind of uh Hardware they're planning on using on you. Uh, yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So, Well, um, the important thing, though, is to remember that you can accomplish a lot if you just keep working at it. And, Kyle, I want to thank you for encouraging me, getting me to this point. And, uh, you know, I hurt all over, and I, I, I feel stronger. And that's, I think, what really matters. So um, hopefully more people will get involved and do this kind of thing, too. Yes, support bicycles. Hey, let's go out with a cool song about bikes. Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride it where I like. You say black. I say white. You say bike. I say bite. You say shark. I say him.
Jesus, I don't wanna be a candidate for being number one again Cause all I wanna do 